WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good evening, good evening, good Sunday evening. I hope you had a wonderful uh, weekend, folks. We're going to be taking telephone calls this hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So, Matt Blaze, help me out before I get into the topics. Curtis Lewa just defined to me, and Kenneth Connolly, you guys help me. What is this term? You said daggering? Daggering, yeah. Daggering. So right. why why have I never heard of daggering? I don't think you've heard of the term, but I'm I'm sure you've seen it on the dance mm. floor mm. at any club. So grinding. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. what it is. Yeah, right. exactly. grinding. That's what it is. That's what we used to call it, grinding. So why is it called daggering? Well, maybe it's a cultural term. Ah. I don't know. Ah, Kenneth is might it? be onto something. How does he know? Because when you're in the club, sometimes you witness girls, as shall I say, throwing it back on the guys. Oh, that's what oh. it's called? Throw, throwing I, it I, back. I've heard that before, throwing it back. Throwing it back. <laughs> throwing and, it back and daggering. Well, think about the what, the, what is the dagger, Dominic, and the mm. daggering, mm. and why it's called daggering. Ah, uh, okay, so maybe we better get on to our subjects now. Thank you very much, Matt Blaze and Kenneth Connolly. So I I wanted to uh, joke a little bit before we get into the serious matter because the disgusting, disgusting issue of migrants. And here we go again. It's a broken record. Here we go again. NYPD overtime for the great men and women of blue across the country, but in particular here in New York City, overtime set to be cut to help pay for the migrant crisis. Now, this is even as crime remains higher than before COVID. So cut overtime for police this as this weekend alone, just one little story in the naked city, an aspiring model and singer clinging to life following a fight over a parking spot at a Brooklyn Home Depot. Her name, Imani Sharpless, 26 years old. She dreamed of working as a model before she was shot in the head in the car with her boyfriend at a Brooklyn Home Depot following a fight over a parking spot. And we're going to cut police overtime as migrants are even fighting with police. Now, does that make folks any sense at all? As my grandmother would say when she would sit me down, boy, does that make any sense at all? The mayor announced Saturday there would be cuts as high as 15% to all city agencies by next spring, including the NYPD and health department in response to the costly migrant crisis, which could further impact the delivery of city services. The mayor made the surprise speech over the weekend, telling New Yorkers that the lack of substantial support 
from the federal and state government regarding the crisis at a time when COVID aid is also drying up has forced the city to impose such cuts. So overtime for NYPD cops will be cut, will be cut. And the mayor's budget director has told the city's four uniform agencies, police, fire, sanitation, and corrections, to come up with plans to slash their overtime. That the mayor is going to issue a directive to implement an overtime reduction initiative for the city's four uniformed agencies. NYPD, FDNY, DOC, and DSNY. They must submit a plan, these agencies, to reduce year-to-year overtime spending. And City Hall plans to monitor with monthly reports to track overtime spending and their progress in meeting the reduction target. Hmm. Sounds like to me that's what they should be doing to the migrant spending, monitoring that. Monitor what's going on with with that situation. And it's gotten so bad, Mayor Adams says the uh, migrant crisis is so dire that now women and children, asylum seekers, may eventually be forced to outside tents. The mayor made these comments on uh, Sunday in an interview that aired on WPIX uh, TV, Channel 11. And so to date, women and children have received priority for hotel stays that were paid for by the city as the shelter system is completely over. Whelmed. The city recently began kicking adult male migrants out the hotels to make room for the families. And the situation in Queens, the situation in, in Queens, residents are stating this doesn't feel like New York anymore. It's like Bangkok, the red light district. It's like a market in a third world country. Protesters, along with our Curtis Sliwa, marched along the notorious Market of Sweethearts, Market of Sweethearts in Queens earlier today regarding the prostitution situation, stating it looks like Bangkok, infamous for the red light district and doesn't feel like New York anymore. anymore. I recall folks walking around, I think it was downtown Germany, their red light district. Uh, When I was on assignment, I wanted to see what it looked like. And it was just, it, it just felt dirty. Women in, in, the, um, in the storefront windows, scantily clad, dressed, and you literally look at them through the windows. It was just a, a, a bad situation. And so now, according to residents in the area in Queens, uh, the prostitutes are out there at all hours, day and night, and they want women and families and children to be able to walk down the street without women soliciting them for sex. As I said, Curtis Sliwa joined them in the rain, charging that things are worse now in the Big Apple than it was in the bad old days. A point uh, can be made as it relates to that. 
And I'm about to start with your uh, telephone call. But President Biden, at the end of a rambling Vietnam press conference, said to reporters, perhaps the worst thing that this president could say, I'm going to go to bed. So the president and rambling comments uh, in Hanoi, Vietnam, appeared desperate for a nap Sunday, capping off a whirlwind tour to Asia. I'll tell you more about this young lady that's fighting for her life. Shot in the head at a Brooklyn Home Depot parking lot over a parking space. Let's start with your telephone calls on this Sunday evening. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC with you. Michael in New Jersey. Good evening, Michael. What's on your mind? Dominic, the guy or bum that shot this woman, if she dies, she serves the electric chair. Lock them up for 30, 40, or 50 years. If he's still alive, then kick him out of this country. Right. Period. I, I, I hear you, Michael. I, I don't think half of these clowns even care. You know, they, they, they this is their, thank you for the call. This is their 15 minutes of fame. And, um, This young lady, she was with her 36-year-old boyfriend at the Home Depot at the corner of DeKalb and Nostrand Avenue shortly after noon when the pair started uh, arguing with a man over a parking space, according to police. They overheard the boyfriend state that he had given up, given up the disputed parking spot, but that wasn't good enough only for the gunman to pull up besides the pair and unleash a hail of gunfire. Maybe these animals think that they're in a video game when you unleash a hail of gunfire. Maybe these, 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 these roaches think that they're in the middle of a video game when you do something like that. One 14-year-old witness, 14 years old, says he looked at the car and there was blood dripping from her head. Now, how do you think that 14-year-old kid ever gets over that? The the woman, again, her last name, Sharpless, had a uh, reputation among neighbors at her old Bedford-Stuyvesant home where she lived with her grandmother, as a kind and mild-mannered young woman who didn't go looking for trouble. The bullets always seem to find the good ones, the good people. She's described as someone who kept to herself and was not ever somebody who went out looking for trouble. And she worked with children. Her passion was to one day be a model, but she worked as a teacher's aide, a teacher's aide at an after-school program at a Brownsville elementary school. And now she has a bullet in the head because of some animal. And the mayor is talking about cutting police overtime. Let's go to another Michael in New Jersey. Good evening, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good evening. 
I told you before, and I'll say it again, you can disagree with me, Adams doesn't care. He couldn't care less. Dominic, please don't tell me he does care, because if he did care, he wouldn't be doing the things that he's doing. You just don't want to admit it, because you feel, if I say the wrong thing against him, look, let me put it here this way. De Blasio was white. I am white. De Blasio was an imbecile. He was a moron. He was an idiot. He was, up until now, the worst mayor we ever had. I will not defend that SOB because he's the same color as I am. For some reason, I think you're a little bit nervous about criticizing Mayor Adams because you think that white people are going to say, oh, well, if, if Adams is bad and he's black, then that means Dominic Carter is bad because he's black. Any white person who thinks that way is a moron because if that's the way you think, Michael, then you are a moron. Michael, 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 you know I got love for you. Notice I'm not even responding to what you're saying right now. Have you have you know it's not even getting a rise out of me? Go ahead and continue. Any white person who thinks that way is a moron because they're the same color as de Blasio. You don't judge a person by their color, only if you're an idiot. So you can come out and say, yes, Adams doesn't give a rat's rear end. He doesn't care. And to be perfectly honest, I would say 90% of black people don't care, because if they did, they would stop voting in these fanatic liberals and start thinking the way you do and say enough black children and black babies and innocent black people have been shot dead by these lunatics. We're fed up with the Democratic Party. We want a conservative Republican. You said you were looking for a black Democrat Giuliani. There's no such thing. Replace the word Democrat with Republican, like Larry Elders. He's the real deal. He's the real McCoy. But, but Michael, but Michael, a Republican cannot be elected in New York City, not, not right. as mayor. Cur- You're right. That's why Curtis is going to lose. You're 100% correct. And if I saw Curtis again, I saw him at that rally on Sunday, but I couldn't get near him. I was going to tell him, Curtis, I love you, but don't run because you'll lose. You will lose. So wait, so wait, Michael, but, but before I let you go, I want to make sure I got this right, because I get criticized for a lot of things. So I don't speak out on Adams because I'm black and he's black. I think you're afraid to. Wow. But you're nothing like him. Hey, but you I tell you no, what, I tell you, you what, I tell you what. I, well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say, Michael. No, I, t- no, I tell are. you what, I tell you I what. I want you to be mayor, I, I, but I, you I, won't. I, I, I tell you what, what, why don't you ask Mayor Adams if you ever see him, if I speak out on him, and, and if I call call the situation uh, the, you, the way it you, is. Do you agree with me that he, he has no conscience, he has no heart, he doesn't give a no, damn? No, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. By because now, after all I the don't, people I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, having known him a very long time, I think that he cares most and more politicians do. I think that he does care. But I think that his hands are tied because he's tied up with this migrant situation that he thought was going to be a net gain, and now it may be his legacy in a well, negative way. And by the, by the way, by the way, Audrey's on the line, uh, and it's screaming out on my screen uh, about what you are saying. I'm just letting you know. Audrey's Michael. a lost cause. I'll talk to her, but she's a lost cause. Okay, so since you'll talk to her, let's bring her in. Audrey, yeah. my, Michael says he, he's willing to talk to you. 
He said, I'm a lowest course. That's what he said. But my, I'm not a, a moron like you just defined yourself, Michael. It's people like you that will make things worse in this world. Now, first of all, it doesn't matter what color you are. If, if you're wrong, you're wrong. But I thank God that you're not the mayor. And the shooting that happened, it happened very close to me, and I knew that young lady. So right now, I don't think it's necessary to be calling names, but a moron. So you, you, Anyway, ooh, you just irritate me, Michael. You really do. Because I, when you start off, you sound really intelligent. But then I worry about you. Because if there's more people like you in this world, we doom. Okay, so Audrey, is, is there anything nice you can say about Michael while he's listening? I pray for you. Michael, is there anything nice you can say about Audrey while she's listening? Yes, Audrey, the reason I said you're a lost cause is they killed your cousin. You were crying. You were crying because they killed your cousin, okay? At the same time, you said, oh, it's not a bad idea that the Ford car company stops making police cars. It's just, you didn't say it's a stupid, idiotic idea. You said, oh, it's just an idea. Well, if they stop making police cars for policemen, how are they supposed to get to a crime scene? On roller skates? Audrey? Uh, you're, you're no, 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 no. Stay focused, Michael. You're Stay a nice person. Don't know me. Stay focused. You have no common sense. You have no common sense, Audrey. <laughs> You uh, have You have the, the common sense of a sweet potato. Oh, I love sweet potatoes. Uh, hey, it's funny. Maybe maybe Michael knows me because I, I I had a sweet potato. I was going to have a sweet potato for dinner tonight, Audrey, but I but I forgot and left it home. So thank you, Michael. Audrey, you have the final say before the we move on. Michael, you all course. over the page. My my cousin was murdered in Virginia. And that's number one. And number two, what I said um, all over the page. You were. You need to stay focused. What I said when they were boycotting the um, the situation with the Ford Motors. I said it's it's, it's a matter of a privilege if. You're working for a, a company. You can you can actually strike or, or whatever you want to do. But apparently, you never did have a job, huh? Anyway, have a good re- uh, day. How was your weekend? My weekend was good, Audrey. Thank but you. The young lady, yes, that was not too far from me. I don't want to say where because I don't want nobody looking for me because I'll have something for them. We'll okay, but Audrey, Audrey, let me say this before you go. I I get a lot of emails with people with people with people say, oh, you know, it's her logic that has us in this situation. So what do you say to people in terms of the endless crime that support Democrats no matter what? Really, first of all, I I never defined on what party I'm serving. And um, it's my fault. So then I started this whole situation in this country. No, 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 no. Meaning that that, that a a knee-jerk vote for Democrats automatically. No, I don't. See, that's the misnomer. I don't. I changed my party, and I think I mentioned that. I'm not one of the typical see Maybe if people got to know each other instead of labeling, it'd be different. You know, I didn't vote for Kathy, and I'm everyone I won't vote for him. I'm going to vote because it's a privilege. We only started voting 59 years ago, and I'm glad you're taking my call because then everybody would sound, you know, that's it. <laughs> Audrey, Audrey, thank you. Let's go from Brooklyn to Los Angeles. Let's say good evening to David. Good evening, David. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, I just wanted to call in to support you against what Michael said. You are plenty critical of Eric that, Adams. That's, that's it, why, David, that's why I didn't even respond to what Michael uh, had to say, because I, I've criticized Mayor Adams almost on a nightly basis. So there, some, some, sometimes, David, sometimes it's best just to <laughs> musa and just let people, people believe what they want to believe, you know. So if that's what you want to believe, that I'm afraid to criticize him because he's black, go for it. That's what you believe. What but go ahead. Insult. 
And I it's do not, like it's Michael. Not, it's not. A, it's not an insult because it, it, it's not even on my radar screen. It's not an insult. But go ahead. Good. And you know what? You really can't win, bro, because you're plenty critical of the black community, and then the black right. people get upset uh, with thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I can't win. The most, I, you're the most fair calling it like it is person i said from the first time i called you that nobody has an opinion i mean you you represent my opinion so perfectly when when i'm thinking something and then you'll say it i think that your assessment is just brilliant perfect right down the middle thank you that's very that's very kind of you to say thank you david and i want you to have a great night hey before you go what's the weather like in los angeles right now it was hot today man hot it was sweaty hot and it even was hot at night, and I'm thinking, like, wow, it's after Labor Day. So it was very nice, and I spent it outdoors. Mm, okay, well, thank you very much for the call. Let's go to Steve in Elmont. Good evening, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. I wanted to talk about the migrants, but after that stupid comment from Michael in regards to the way he pretty much attacked you and said, you know, why it is that he said, he's so wrong. And he's so wrong because... I think, and it's unfortunate, in the black community, a lot of people would probably say, maybe you're a sellout or you're always hard on black people and you're picking on them. Oh, I I hear that quite a bit. I hear that quite a bit, but go ahead. One thing that I would say is, yeah, you are hard on black people. And you know what? You get to say things about black people that a white person probably really couldn't say. And I think that's also from your upbringing and what made you successful. I'd like to know how many times did you hear growing up, you have to be better. You have to work harder. Almost you every day. just be okay. Almost every and day. And what it was, is, as a black man, you have to be better. You have to work harder. You can't just be okay. The exact wording so, was so, twice as hard, that I had to work okay. twice as hard. Yes. So now for someone to look at you, and you, you criticize Eric, Eric Adams, and the problem that he caused, okay, he caused this because he didn't put a stop to this. And now he wants to try to get everybody else. And I want to also stop blaming Eric Adams. I want to blame Eric Adams and friends. That means everyone in the city council who's not standing up to fight this is part of the problem. It is officially Eric Adams and friends. Because a lot of things that he tries to do to combat some of this time, they go up against him. They, they want to sue. They want to do this. So it's Eric Adam and friends, and that's all I want to say. The migrants have taken over the city, all right? And now it's, it's personal because now my girlfriend is like, oh, you know, it's here, it's there, this is how it's affecting her, and it's affecting her. So now she's upset. And when she's upset, that's not good for me. Right. You know, it makes things hard for me. <laughs> of course, we know that. So that's what I want to say. Steve, have thank a great you. Night. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the call. It, it means the world to me. Thank you very much. Lisa. Brooklyn, good evening. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. How are you today? Good, good. Okay. I just wanted to say I think it's insane how they want to take away the overtime from the police. I live in Brooklyn now. The crime is crazy. And before they give free things, and I'm not just saying to migrants, to anyone, make sure these people are using it for food, not for drugs, not for alcohol, not for cigarettes. And they don't do it. Don't take away police officers' money when you're giving it to people. And some really need it and are using it the right way. But the ones who aren't, they have to monitor it, and they're not going to. My mother's a senior, 
And we are struggling because she's middle class. Middle class can't get assistance. And when I see people on food stamps buying cigarettes and alcohol and smoking pot, I am infuriated. But I can't do anything, and neither could you. That's wait, what I have hey, to say. hey, Lisa, but wait, but, but before you go, so here's one even deeper, right? So the police overtime has put a Band-Aid to a large degree of the fact that the police department, the numbers are not the NYPD. It's not at what they used to be. And so we, we have uh, uh, less officers on the force. They're leaving uh, leaving because of the bad circumstances. And now you want to take the overtime away for migrants? It's, it's You know what? It's just so sad. And our seniors, there's no one to advocate for if you're middle class. There's no one. And can I just ask you one quick question? Go right ahead, Lisa. Uh, it's nothing about the spam calls. We're all people are always getting these senior spam calls. How doesn't the government know who it is and tracking, but they could know who marched for January 6th for Donald Trump? <laughs> I don't get that. You know, you know, Lisa, you, you raise a very, very valid point. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel and, bad for the seniors. I feel bad for the seniors info. and they call all day. I get the mm-hmm. calls. And I say to them, I say to them, you're talking to a journalist. So hint, hint, stop, you know, count your losses and just hang up the call. And they still keep going. And, 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 and the things on, on, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Be careful what you do on, on social media, because I saw on Instagram, I knew that, uh, uh, bed, bath and beyond, I think that's, it was going out of business. And they had these really great sales on Instagram, right? So I spent some money on the stuff. And guess what, Lisa? The whole thing was a scam. The whole thing was a scam. And so, go ahead. I have I'm a sorry. flip phone. I just have a flip phone. I don't even know how to work. Ah, with <laughs> okay. Well, well, okay. Well, well, I, maybe you'll get one in the future. But the bottom line is be careful no matter what type of phone you have because the scams out here are are horrendous so just be careful lisa thank you for enlightening us and thank us thank you for for calling us uh this evening we are going to take a break when we come back we're going to go to the bronx brooklyn kentucky staten island and new jersey Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back discussing the fact that Mayor Adams, the Adams administration, declaring that NYPD, you can't make this up, NYPD overtime needs to be cut to help pay for the migrant crisis. I want you to Think about that for a second. I want that to marinate for a second. We're going to sideline the men and women of blue for migrants, for, for people that have entered the country the wrong way, for people that will continue com- coming as long as you keep passing things out. 
I want somebody that the mayor keeps listening to these Looney Tune legal organizations, Legal Aid Society and so on. I want someone to explain to me, why can't you just say, no, it stops today. No more will be accepted. Period. Turn the buses around. You don't let them sleep on the street. You turn the buses around. And so as the city's looking at cutting uh, police overtime and 15% cut across the board to city agencies, over the weekend, an aspiring model and singer, she's clinging to life following a fight over a parking spot at a Brooklyn Home Depot. 26-year-old young lady, Imani Sharpless, dreamed of working as a model before she was shot in the head at a Brooklyn Home Depot following a, a, a battle over a parking spot. Between, uh, she was in a car with her boyfriend, and I, I am a bit speechless because I cannot believe that this young lady's life is on the line. And the mayor says, you know, the administration cut police overtime. And at what point, Mr. Mayor, are you going to recognize that you are headed towards being a one-term mayor? People are sick of you and this migrant issue. I'm not just talking about uh, voters on Staten Island because because the, the way his administration would easily explain that away is they would say, well, those are not my core voters anyway. They were not never going to vote for me anyway. I'm talking about the people that voted for you, Mr. Mayor. Let's keep in mind that even the mayor, the mayor of New York himself, pointed out free, free, free just the other day. We have to feed, clothe, house, educate the children, wash their laundry sheets, give them everything they need, health care. And... Uh, do taxpayers get that? Do taxpayers get, do you even get a picnic? Do you even get a meal <laughs> once every now and then? What What do you get? Do you get a hotel room once a year for paying all your taxes? Do you get to come stay at a nice hotel and have your meals taken care of? Oh, you don't want a hamburger? Well, we'll prepare, we'll prepare something else for you. You want a turkey sandwich? Oh, you don't want turkey? We'll, we'll prepare this for you. Do you get that choice? Do you get to show up at a country where you haven't contributed one dime to and enroll your kids in the school system in an over already overwhelmed school district that doesn't have enough bilingual teachers? We're moving everything to accommodate migrants. The mayor just the other day continued. It's going to come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now, with 110,000, the city we knew, we're about to lose. About to, Mr. Mayor. And I, I'm, I don't mean to, uh, I, I don't mean to um, make, make light of the uh, situation. And I see your telephone calls. We're going to, uh, we're going to focus on that in just a second. Uh, the mayor. <laughs> The mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, uh, all of a sudden, it's our problem. It's not his problem. You didn't stand out there with the immigration commissioner, right? 
Welcome to New York. Welcome. Each person they got, welcome, 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 and a nice hug. What message do you think that sends around the world that peep, that to people that want free, free, free? Listen a bit to the, uh, more to the mayor, and then we're going to go right back to your telephone calls. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just getting Venezuela. Now we're getting Ecuador. Now we're getting Russian speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us. And Houdini, the mayor's acting like he had no role in this. The mayor's acting like he's not the one that personally opened the door because he did. Abbott said, I'm going to play you politically, the governor of Texas. Adams didn't know how to handle it. He thought that the aid would come pouring in from Washington. Biden said, hey, man, I've, I've got to get reelected first. You on your own. And now Adams is going, what? What? This is going to destroy the city. No, Mr. Mayor, you mishandled the situation. Before I go right back to your telephone calls, and I'm here until 1 a.m. this morning, folks, I do want to um, remind you, folks, that the big Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run is coming up on Sunday, September 24th. And all of us here at WABC are encouraging you, our loyal listeners, to donate to our individual teams. That's right. You can go to wabcradio.com slash walk and click on my photo, Dominic Carter, to donate. We won last year. Let's do it again this year. Please help me raise the most money at the station for the amazing Tunnel to Towers Foundation Walk Run. Let's never forget those that help America's heroes, and the Tunnel to Towers is near and dear to me. That's real, folks. Let's raise some money. Please help our veterans for our first responders and 9-11 victims. WABCradio.com slash walk. Click on my photo Dominic Carter. Right back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good evening, Susan. What's on your mind? Well, I wish it was a good evening. Um, You know, I spent um, many years of my youth in the Michigan area. I went to high school in Detroit uh, suburb. And um, what happened in Detroit People, because of crime and economic um, destruction, people just um, basically abandoned their homes because their equity went down so low 
and the houses went into foreclosure or they taxed and tens of thousands of homes there, Dominic, um, of communities that functioned, you know, well because we had a they had a thriving auto, you know, business were bulldozed over. And, and and let's not forget, Susan, the lights were turned out in many uh, many areas. There was no lights at nighttime, and it was it was a hot mess in Detroit. And I just, you know, I've lived for you know thirty, forty years in in New York City in the good years, and I could never conceive of that happening, and I you know, loved the whole, you know, it was like the United Nations living in New York and uh, just um, amazing years there. Could never conceive of that. But um, Mayor Adams, he finally said something right, that this is going to destroy New York. And and not, not just the city. This is going to be a cancer that, Potentially, I don't even I, I don't even know, but and I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, especially you know with nine eleven we came back from that. We want to say we could come back from everything, but what's the end game here? God forbid, God forbid that this is this is a, a terminal situation for. This, um, you know, international uh, uh, light that that New York has offered for everyone. I mean, I'm I'm from immigrant family, and but it's you know we're killing the golden goose. Well, Susan, uh, a, a couple of things. You're right. We're only about 15 minutes from uh, 9/11. September 11th, um, you said, where, where's this end in sight? Nobody knows. Uh, Mayor Adams was um, was uh, looking forward to uh, the White House and and uh, and all of that stuff. And, and I, I'm just going to say it for what it is. We're going through all of this for people where a majority of them are freeloaders. There's no other way to put this situation. And the sooner we stop this nonsense about fleeing political persecution and their lives are in danger, these are people looking to get over. They're freeloaders. And the mayor should have seen this coming a, a mile away. But 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 he didn't. He didn't. So, Susan, you know, I wish I had an answer of um, how this all ends uh, I, my answer is easy. I wouldn't listen to the to the uh, Legal Aid Society lawyers. Thank you for the call, Susan. I would simply say, no, we have no more room. I will personally myself turn the buses around. Even if my lawyers tell me that I will lose in federal court, I will say, okay, well, until the judge in federal court orders me to stop doing it, I will be out there. Why in the world? Would you send your immigration commissioner out there to greet these people on the bus? Why would you do that? It just defies life. You're telling them that they're welcomed and on your dime, on our dime, excuse me. 
Norman in Brooklyn, good evening. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, Dominic. Um, I just wanted to report about what this uh, illegal immigrant uh, crisis is doing to my little neighborhood. Um, And I only started seeing this, oh, around a month ago. Um, Now on the main business district here in Canarsie, um, it started out there was just one uh, small Central American person with kids sitting on the street and begging and uh, selling some fruit in front of one business. It was a bank. And now there's a uh, same situation with pretty much every business. I mean, you know, the Walgreens, which I, where I shop at, the supermarket that I shop at, um, there's a migrant on the ground with their kids selling uh, some sort of fruit. And, and, and I, it's quite often when I walk to the train, uh, I get hit on for money, usually in a, you know, a Central American person. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I, I am on a certain level, they're humans. I am sympathetic to humans, but uh, I'm a homeowner. I mean, all my all my assets are tied up in my house. My house was worth something like seven hundred thousand um, dollars. When I go to sell it now, my neighborhood is turning into a, a migrant community, and uh, you know, most of my neighbors here are immigrants. You know, I mean, I'm the child of immigrants. I stayed here. The neighborhood is black. It's mostly people from uh, the West Indies. And they spent a lot of money on their homes. And um, it's just changing. It's, it's changing my neighborhood for the, for the bad. I mean, this is, not, this is not why I live in Canarsie. I live in Canarsie because it was a nice, quiet neighborhood filled with people that owned homes and, uh, and kept to themselves. And uh, not migrants in scooters going up and down my street at 60 miles an hour. Uh, you know, none of them wearing helmets, uh, like I really care about that, but, you know, uh, making noise and, uh, it's just, it's just too much. And now they're going to put seven between 2000 and 7,000, uh, illegal immigrants on Floyd Bennett field. And that's right next to a main shopping center called Kings Plaza. And, uh, those people are going to. They're going to they're going to be around the shopping district. You know, it's not going to be one or two. It's going to be hundreds. And, uh, you know, there's there there are communities here, uh, Georgetown, Mill Basin, um, Canarsie Mine, Marine Park. And and these and these migrants are are going to affect. Are affecting um, my neighborhood. And I I just I I just, you know, I I am thinking of selling the house. I, I never thought about getting the hell out of here as strongly as I have over the last couple of weeks. And it's not ending. And um, I wish I could do something about it. You know, you you know, what's interesting, Norman. So you said your home is worth uh, about 700,000. Yeah. All the, all the homes here are worth a lot of money. I mean, it's New York real estate, you know, okay. home, 700,000, 900,000. I don't know if it's worth that now. Well, I mean, well, you know, people can't get mortgages now. That's, that's the uh, issue I was going to uh, ask of you. If you, if you, you're already in the migrant crisis. So if you wait, it may go down in value. You're between, a, you're between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, I'm between a rock and a hard place. So I wish, you know, and it, it's affecting, 
you know, I wish Mayor Adams would see this is not just affecting, you know, uh, the the Staten Island, you know, the Italian Americans and Irish Americans that, you know, uh, Republicans in those areas that didn't vote for him. You know, look, I'm a I'm a you know, I'm a conservative. I'm registered conservative. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm a little different. You know, I stayed here uh, while the neighborhood changed. And and I welcome those changes. I, I like living here with, with my West Indian neighbors. You know, my next door neighbor is a doctor, you know, and, and, and you know, the, my, my neighbors spent a lot of money on their homes. They moved here mostly, I would say, in the 1990s. And, what, and what, I'm comfortable living what, here like what this. I find, I'm not com- what I find interesting, Norman, is you're describing the power of green the power of green, not necessarily about race. You're describing a situation where you folks are living together in a melting pot, but the power of green, of dinero, of money, folks, right? And then and then I, I guess, Norman, you should consider yourself lucky. I, I hate sarcasm, but uh, uh, I'm being <laughs> a bit sarcastic here. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe you should consider yourself a little lucky because you're not in Corona where they have the, uh, market of sweethearts, the prostitution, you know, not yet, uh, not yet, not yet, Dominic, but you know, like, listen, the, the, the streets here smell like reefer. Like I've, I've never, I've never smelled it before. I mean, I have my door open here, you know, uh, and I smell, uh, you know, I smell reefer. I also smell skunks, but that's, you know, they're, they're always here, you know, I tell you, I think I, I prefer the smell of the skunks than I do to the marijuana. The marijuana smells awful. Norman, thank you for the call. And, and I, I hope things work out. And, um, and if, if you decide to sell your property, I hope you get your 700,000. If you decide to stay, I hope your property values doesn't uh, doesn't go down. We are taking your telephone calls. I'm here as I am every Sunday until 1 a.m. from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. And by the way, folks, I want to thank you uh, for the very very high ratings. We recently received our um, our ratings, and this program, thanks to you folks, not because of me, thanks to you folks, the numbers are sky sky high. And we've got to, we're working on continuing and making the numbers even better. Time for a break. When we come back, New Jersey, Wallkill, New York, Brooklyn, Rockland, Staten Island, Kentucky, Forest Hills, and the Bronx. WABC. One, two, make you wanna. Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Monday, in just minutes, marks the 22nd anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 attacks. And uh, we'll we'll be taking your calls on that. Right now, we're discussing the uh, migrant issue And uh, we have the prostitution issue. We have President Biden in Vietnam declaring he wanted to uh, go to sleep. But if you're on hold now, we will continue taking your calls until the next hour on the migrant issue. So I I hope I don't regret this. I'm going to say it again. I hope I don't regret this. 
and Melvin in the Bronx, please know history lessons. I don't need to be lectured about history. Good evening, Melvin. What's on your mind? I'm a firm believer in solutions, and the chickens have come home to roost. Currently right now, I am reading a book about Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, where are the folks down there are supposed to go if the folks, the migrants are coming in here claiming they're free oppression? Getting back to this case right here, now, 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 look at how the United States got formed. Yes, as a okay, whole lot. Okay, okay. I, 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 I said no history lessons. I'm Okay, Melvin, first of all, I, I was in Tulsa recently. I don't know why you're making a comparison with Tulsa, Oklahoma, and New York. It's about oppression. A better way of it's life. About, it's about, it's about, wait, life. wait, wait, Melvin, about, please don't yell, Melvin. You're going to give me a headache. Okay. And when you yell, okay. I can't understand a word that you're saying. So you, what did you just say? It's about improving the quality of life, freeing oppression. That's all it is. That's all Wait, what, what is? They what, want a better what, way Melvin. of life. Okay, and who cares? Yes. And who cares they want a better way of life? That, that's I'm my not support, that, that, that's I'm my, telling them to go back and they'll fight and correct Okay, so then I'm what, Mel, Melvin, please don't yell. So then what? So yes. what is the point that you're making? The point is that the Mayor Adams, his hands are tied. He called a bad situation based on court orders. Every time I, I read that decision, look at it, I'd be shaking, I'd be shaking my head. Because Giuliani got caught in the same oh, boat. Oh, Giuliani, Giuliani, Giuliani. KKK, Giuliani, Giuliani, KKK. 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 Giuliani, and the chickens, people are the fight the chickens are roosting. When two of those folk immigrants, uh, those folks come here, learn to fight and correct what's incorrect in their home there, this mess could happen again and again and again. Oh, and, and, it, it, and wait, 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 Melvin, it wasn't Mayor Adams that opened the door to the migrants to come here? Oh, it was Congress, Immigration Act of 1965. Oh, it was. Uh, here we go. Here we go. The history right. lesson. Melvin, please. Right. Please, Melvin, no history lessons. So, Mayor, I tell him send them Mexicans back in the 50s under the so called operation. Melvin, Melvin, if you, you can yell. Do the same thing today. Melvin, but if you yell, I can't understand the words you're saying. Melvin, okay. So, wait. Ooh, okay, so, okay, so, Melvin, Mayor Adams didn't send his immigration commissioner to the buses to welcome them to New York City? He would tend to be closed while looking for a solution. I oh, so so welcome them and flood the city. Thank you for the call, Melvin. Welcome them and flood the city, folks. I I don't want to take another call right now and then have to um, have to cut you short because I've got to take a break in about twenty five seconds. I let Melvin go on a little bit too long, but I was having a little fun with Melvin. Praise the Lord, Amen, brother Melvin. It's not Eric Adams' fault. Well, then whose fault is it? Send the immigration commissioner. Send them all to the Port Authority. New Ever York, come to New Ever York. I'll be back for another hour right after this. W-A-B-C. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
And good morning, good morning, good morning, Monday morning. I hope you folks had a uh, lovely weekend. We'll get to September 11th in just a second. The uh, calls are all lit up from Montreal to New Jersey to Rockland, Los Angeles, and Kentucky on the issue of migrants. We'll we'll take your calls as we segue into uh, other topics. On Twitter, you can follow me. You can tweet me at Dominic TV. But I don't understand, folks, the comments that some people put on social media, right? So I'm looking at someone, and I, I know it's easy to hide behind a screen, and, you know, it, it's not like live radio where you have to call and we can hear your voice. A person by the name of Grits Ruth 3, right? And uh, this is what this individual just posted on my uh, Twitter, at Dominic TV. He, referring to Mayor Adams, even tried to blame Trump and Republicans. And then he says, I know you voted for him, and he's your best buddy. He caused this. It's so great to see this happening to you clowns who voted for him. Why why are you referring to me or anybody else as a clown? Why does it have to get personal. Why can't you make your comment and do it with dignity and class? You have no idea who I voted for. Duh. I'm not even a resident of the city of New York. So how could I vote for Eric Adams? You're, you're, you're simply making a bad assumption. And I believe because I'm black and he's black that I voted for him. Uh, for mayor, you don't know. You don't know what my personal politics. You don't know anything. You're just commenting out of your. And to you, it makes perfect sense. So grits, Ruth three, whatever that means, please check yourself. Please, pretty, please sugar on top. Check yourself. As the kids say, before you wreck yourself. So. The topics at hand this hour. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, 1245, The Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Today marks the 22nd anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 attacks on the Twin Towers. A number of events taking place across the five boroughs in, this year, including the 9-11 Memorial and Museum's uh, annual ceremony and the stunning tribute and light uh, that will take place beginning at about 8:30 this morning and continues until approximately 1 p.m. Now as you know doing during the uh, moving event all 2977 men, women and children who died in the attacks will have their names read this is a tradition that has, has taken place the uh, past uh, several years. It also includes six moments of silence to recognize when each of the World Trade Center towers were struck and fell, when the Pentagon was attacked, and when the hijacked Flight 93 crashed. So we'll continue with your calls on the migrant crisis, but we're also going to talk 9-11. And whether you fear 
something, uh, God forbid, of that magnitude ever happening again. And um, a number a number of other issues are going on uh, as well. I, I, I don't know, folks. Up up in Utica, right? So Utica is about it's about a thirty minute drive from Syracuse. And like what happens in, in communities all across the country, you have high school football over the weekend. A teenage suspect has been arrested in the shooting of a security guard who was shot in the head while breaking up a fight at a high school football game. This happened over the weekend. The suspect, a 16-year-old boy, turned himself into police after he was identified through the numerous uh, videos of the shooting at the Thomas Proctor High School, the Utica Police Department uh, states. The teen was apparently not, he was not a student at the Utica High School, but was enrolled in an alternative educational uh, program. And his name has not been released as he is underage, and police say they are seeking to prosecute him as an adult. He should be prosecuted as an adult. None of that, none of that, oh, I'm just a child. You you wasn't a child when you pulled the, the trigger. He faces charges of attempted murder in the second degree along with uh, several uh, weapons uh, offenses. This happened just after 4 p.m. on Saturday after a group had been turned away from the varsity game against nearby Binghamton High School. So Binghamton, uh, about, about two and a half hours from New York City, Binghamton was in town to play Utica, and, and, and this is upstate. And and look look at what happened. Also, uh, the mother of a 16-year-old girl killed by stray bullets is slamming a plea deal for the shooter. Now, this she's blasting it as too lenient. Uh, this happened apparently. Her name was Angela Yambo, the teenager. It happened in the Bronx. And so the deal, the individual, the 18-year-old Jeremiah Ryan, is expected to be sentenced to 15 years to life in prison on Friday after he pleaded guilty to second-degree murder from the April 2022 shooting. And um, the mother was hoping more for 25 years to life. And she says that she will never forgive him for what happened to her daughter. We're taking your calls on a number of uh, topics. Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Good morning, Mike. On this September 11th, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, thank you, Dominic. Uh, You know, if I was to solve the problem in New York and I didn't want all these people coming in, I I would just, because I fix things for a living all my life, I would just keep the bus One more time, you you would you would say that one more time, Mike. I would keep the bus, Dominic. Every bus that came in, I'd confiscate the bus. They'd stop sending them. Okay, but wait, but Mike, how could you do that legally? Doesn't I, I could do it by being a governor? And, oh, and oh, Mike, 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 you, you can't just confiscate people's 
buses. You can't you Wait. can't do that. Well, what did the governor do in Mexico? She said nobody can nobody can carry their lawful guns. She wrote an order, right? You could do the same thing here and let them tie, tie me up in court. In other words, I'm a governor who wants to get something done. I'll do it. That I think it's right. Okay. All right. Thank you for that call. Thank you for that call, Mike. I'm sorry, Mike. That's la la land. You 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 can't you can't do something like that. Lars in Los Angeles. Good morning, Lars. What's on your mind? Yeah. Hi, uh, Dominic. Um, you know, I mentioned before that your immigration problem is going to get out of hand if the black citizens of New York don't get involved. Over the weekend, I must have seen two or three tweets from black city councilmen in New York defending this. I'm not seeing any activists protesting this, and I'm not seeing any uh, uh, black residents at these protests that uh, Curtis has been going to. And until that happens, you guys are going to lose this battle. Black people have to get off the sidelines. As I've told you before, we were the first impacted here in Los Angeles by illegal immigration. But our problem is the homeless, which is caused in part by illegal immigration. We have 80,000 homeless people in Los Angeles, of which 67% are black. Your taxes are going to go up. Um, they need to hire bilingual uh, in, uh, interpreters to help these kids that are entering your schools. That's going to raise taxes. You're going to get a lot of services cut. Everything in Los Angeles is in disrepair because we spend upwards to $25 billion a year for services to uh, illegal immigrants. Your welfare rolls they're going to go through the roof because once they start having babies, they're American citizens, they become anchor babies, and they qualify for welfare at that point. You need to engage the black citizens of New York to put their foot down. Well, I, I don't know if, it, if what's necessarily needed in this situation uh, happens to be people of color. I think that we, I think we're looking at a situation where all people of good mind are going to step up and say enough is enough. We're seeing it happen in Staten Island, uh, in Queens. And um, so at I, I, large, I don't think it necessarily has to just be one group. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because blacks. Black voters are a big chunk of the voting block. And these politicians, they don't want to lose these black voters. And as long as the black voters are sitting on the sideline, that's telling them they're okay with this. But if these black voters got in their faces and told them to stop it, they would listen. If black voters had got involved in illegal immigration in the 80s when it started in Los Angeles, we would not have an illegal immigration problem in Los Angeles. But they sat on the sidelines. Well, I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you on that in terms of it. Thank you for the call. If the base steps up, 
it'll make uh, Mr. Adams and, and others uh, pay pay attention. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. On this September 11th, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi, Dominic. The man before me was exactly right, okay? This is called a wink and a nod, okay? He's winking and nodding to his base, which is the black voters, and they're laying low, basically. We let me tell you something, Don. We became a we have already New York City has already become a third world country, and what bothers me, a couple of things bother me. First of all, this whole thing with the police. I was at a train station today, one of the most populated stations, and there were no cops there. People were jumping over the turnstiles like crazy. Prospect Park, okay, a Prospect Park on a Sunday, okay. You know how many people you could catch jumping over the turnstiles? Not one cop anywhere. People were just doing it like crazy. Whites, black, doesn't make a difference. Now, you know, what bothers me is that you believe what comes out of Adam's mouth. The man is deliberately double-talking. He's covering his backside when he says it's going to destroy New York. The man wants to destroy New York. Now, listen, you heard about fake news, right? We got into an argument a few a couple of weeks ago, and just like I was right about other stuff, I probably was right about this. There was a fake incident. You taught, you said, I said there were no shelters put in black neighborhoods, right? You said, oh, yeah, there was a Harlem prison. And then they were throwing stuff uh, at, the, at, the, uh, at the people that lived in the neighborhood. Well, guess what, Dominic? That was probably staged so that he didn't have to put any more shelters in black neighborhoods, okay? That was a staged incident. You think that the migrants are hey, going to throw stuff at Larry. black people? Larry. Are you Larry. crazy? Larry. Larry. What? You see, I'm not responding. I'm just letting you say whatever. It, because you're so far right. out there. Larry, okay. I'm but, exactly okay, on but Larry, target. But Larry, but Larry, but, but the point of contention was you said none of the shelters were in black communities. Notice how you just glossed over that? Because it was in a yeah. black community, and your, your, your original, original point is not accurate. Okay, they did it because they could stage an incident that they don't have to put any more in black neighborhoods. That was one shelter in a Harlem prison. Do you see any in Brownsville, any in East New York? These neighborhoods are wide open. You don't think they have abandoned buildings in these neighborhoods? Half of them are bombed out. In fact, the Lubavitches are moving into to Brownsville because it's it's so underpopulated and the real estate is low. Okay, they're, they're reselling that neighborhood from Crown Heights. It's about uh, 10 square blocks from Crown Heights. How come you don't see them moving migrants in there, huh? Well, why don't but, you, why don't they do that? Because they're using it to drive white people out of the city. That's okay. why. Wait, Larry, 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 Larry. I, I, I really feel like we should play the Twilight Zone music, Larry, because okay, let let let's just let's just backtrack, right? Let's just backtrack for a second. Yes. So you said right. you just said that that um they're doing this to chase out white people. That's what you said, right? Well, Eric Adams' desire, yes. Okay. He's a racist. He's a, he's a racist. Okay, so then should that happen, who's going to pay the taxes then? He doesn't care. In fact, another thing is, you think he cares about being a two-term mayor? Whoever said he cared about being reelected, huh? You think you know, he don't care. You know why? Because when this country is transformed, he's oh. promised a cabinet position in King Obama's administration. Not President Obama, King Obama. Understand? Hey, he hey, doesn't Larry, care. Larry, Larry, where, where do you get these thoughts from, man? Because he, he's already 63 years old, right? 
But, he, but you think this man wants to work when he's 67, 68? He's already talking about retiring to Senegal or Nigeria. This man wants to work? You can't even catch him behind a desk now. Wait, four years from now, you think he still wants to work? Come on. Let, let me, he's Larry, not thinking about his second Larry, term. Larry, let, let me just go back to your point about the, yeah. the migrants. One, <clears throat> the city has placed them in communities where there are social service agencies to handle. You can't just put them in an abandoned building unless, unless like, like the, let me clarify, the school in Staten Island that's closed, right? There, they're going to bring in immediate support staff and you can get that place up and running. But you can't just pick an abandoned building and go here, put the migrants there. They, they're going where organizations have so, social service services to help the migrants, allegedly to help the migrants. You can't do it in Rikers Island? Of course. Well, Mr. Casamitidis has been making that point. Of course you can. Larry, thank you. So why ain't he doing it? Well, I, you need to ask him. You're a constituent of his. Maybe you need to ask him. Right? I don't want to get close to the guy. He'd probably arrest me. He'd probably find out who I am. He'd arrest me in two seconds. Mm, okay. I've been writing about him. <laughs> All right. Well, Larry, thank you, thank you for the call. Let's go to Charles in New Rochelle. Charles, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Listen, the only person happy about your two hours than you is me. Love hearing you. But listen. Thank you, Mike Charles. Called, Mike called up a little bit earlier and suggested confiscating the buses. Uh, absolutely, that can be done. What you do is you have DMV inspectors down there to go over those buses with a fine-tooth comb. You can do that. You can't. You cannot. Yes. You cannot just take their buses. You yes, get, you can. No, you can't. You can no, you cannot. You'll. You'll be. You'll be held in contempt of court in less than a day. But what you can't. What you can do. You can have the police department there to inspect the buses. You can look for anything that's wrong with the buses. That's right. something you can do. And at that point, the bus has to be taken off the road. Yes, if you find something wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, now we're in agreement on that. Uh, good luck with the two hours. I, I need you to get some more time, though. Oh well, thank you, Charles. That's uh, that's very nice and very kind of you to say. Thank you for the call, Adam and Miniola. Good morning, Adam. You're on Talk Radio seventy-seven WABC. How you doing today, sir? Pretty good, Adam. Go right ahead. Oh, well, your boy Peter Navarro, he got found guilty. Okay. Uh, uh, your, your boy Mark Meadows, he, he got to stay in the state. So he gets no breaks. It's a bad week for them Republicans, man, this last week, buddy. Uh, what's the guy's name from, uh, Proud Boys? He got a good 22 years, you know, Alabama got struck down by the Supreme Court. They got a redistrict, they maps. So a lot of, you know, justice is being served, man, whether we like it or not, sir. Well, Adam, you're pointing that out because that's what you want to hear. But 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 this is just the first level. We don't know what appellate courts will decide. What 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 you the just Supreme said? Supreme Court is hiding in the appellate court, sir. No, uh, right, the Alabama right, 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 right. No, that's true. That's true on right. on that case. Okay. But but you mentioned Navarro. You mentioned Mark Meadows. We don't know what appellate courts will decide. 
You're taking glee, you know, for something that we don't know what's going to happen down the road. Maybe it'll stay the way you say, but I don't know how that has to do with anything of what I'm talking about. Well, sir, you know, I, I always call you up with my, my stuff to talk about, you know. And, you know, the guy screams the calls. He asks you what you're going to talk about. I don't never want to talk about what, what y'all want to talk about. I want to talk about what I want to talk about. Right. So then shouldn't you know, that tell you in the future, Adam, that you, you – No, respectfully, but shouldn't that tell you that you may not right. get through again? If you want to yeah, discuss I mean, what, what you want to discuss, can you imagine if every caller, no matter what we said, wanted to discuss what they want to discuss? But it's respectfully, Mr. That's Mr. true. Dominic. That's true. That's true. It's That's no, true. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, because, you know, I know you talk about this stuff sometimes. Right. But you might not be talking about it right this minute. But I just wanted to bring it up to you, you know, to, to share, man. You know. Okay. All right. So, 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 you wanted me. You want me to know that it was a bad. I think you said two weeks for Republicans. Hey, Adam. Blew the second proud of E. Jean Carroll. Okay. Wait. Listen. Listen. You said it's been a bad two weeks for Republicans, right? Bad one week. Okay. Bad one week. So, so, Mr. Adam, is that is that going to put any more food on your table? It might. <laughs> Is it going to improve your life in any aspect? Yeah, I feel better. Okay. You well, know? well, that 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 that's a sense of false security. I mean, Adam, thank well, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you the final say. Go ahead. Man, I love talking to you because you let me talk a little bit, and I love your feedback. You know, I'm just just a regular guy just getting off of work. Kennedy Airport. I just got off okay. at twelve midnight. Well, and you know I, I'm just not, yeah, go ahead, no. No, you're you're entitled to your views. Everybody that calls up is entitled to their views, and you're always respectful. So I I give you that much. Uh, but but by but by focusing on either party, right? Dominic, it was a bad week for Democrats. Boom 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 boom. Dominic, it was a bad week for Republicans. Boom 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 boom. That's that's short term. We don't. But thank you for the call. We don't know if it's going to stay that way. We don't know. So, Matt Blaze, what, what do you think there? Dominic, I want to talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, get a YouTube channel, man. Get your own podcast. I mean, who who calls a radio station about a, any topic? You, we're talking about migrants. And then go, you know what? I want to talk about red light cameras. <laughs> I know you're not talking about that right now, but you once talked about that. So I want to talk about it right now. Hey. I don't care that you're the host of the show. Right, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I <laughs> want to talk about this because, Dominic, we live in an entitled world right, now. Right, and if right. I want to do something, right. I'm allowed to do it right now. <laughs> and you have to let me. I don't know why you have to let me, but that's what they've told me that I can do anything I want at any time in life, right? Because right. you have to, and you have to and, abide by. And it happens that. to be September 11th, so we don't need to talk about that. We oh, can no, talk no, no. about, you know, E. Jean well, Carroll, because E. Jean Carroll apparently is very important <laughs> now. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Blaze. Matt, Matt is sometimes he's like 
like my my ego standing over my shoulder. He'll say or, or he'll say things that I want to say that I don't articulate, and and he'll get it out. So he just said everything that I want to say. Before we take a break, let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic, and thank you. Uh, first, I just want to get a uh, God bless all those victims and the heroes and the victims that we lost on uh, 9-11. Uh, bless their families and yes. friends. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it hit me big time, so God bless them. Yeah. The other thing I'd like to say is, we could you can't confiscate the buses, but you can block them from coming in before they get to the port authority. How could you do that legally? Just tell them they can't come in. They can't come into the building. No, you can't. You they got to come in and drop the people off. Here's some. You can't bring that. We're not. We're not accepting any any uh, buses from uh, Texas. And then what about the other buses from Texas? The regular buses. Yeah, I didn't think that one through, did I? <laughs> hey Mike, but at least at least you're honest about it. I, I, I got respect for it. At least hey, I don't have every solution. At least you're honest about it, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank but you. I'm saying like find the ones that are coming from Texas with the with the illegal migrants and put them on another bus and send them back to DC. Right. DC and anywhere else but here. And I don't understand yeah, why the hell? mayor just you know, I know why he doesn't do it. But he's doing he it, what to he's grow a pair of tomatoes and stand with it and do it. Right. What what he's doing is at his own peril. And I don't know. Thank you for the call, Mike. I don't know if he realizes that yet. Folks, we've got to take a break on this September eleventh. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio seventy seven WABC. When we come back, we're going to Walk Hill, Highlands, Rockland, Kentucky, Forest Hills, and Montreal. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. On this September 11th, the 22nd anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 attacks on the Twin Towers, events taking place across the five boroughs this year, including the 9-11 Memorial and Museum's annual ceremony. It begins at 8.30 a.m. Reading of the names will go into approximately 1 p.m. A reading of all the names 2,977 men, women, and children who died in the attacks. And it's a tradition that's been marked the past couple of years. Let's go right back to the telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you, Rob, in Yorktown. Good morning, Rob. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, good morning, Dominic. First time in a long time. Well, good morning, Rob. Hey, you know, uh, big shout out to all the uh, first responders, 9-11. They do an amazing job every day. And I, I like to have a, um, 
special shout out to the Hudson Valley Renegades, um, Dominic. Um, they did an amazing job last night um, honoring all the kids, um, birthday kids that had had a birthday um, last week and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was my it was it was my grandson's birthday yesterday. Cancer survivor. Did um, put his name up on the, on the scoreboard. Everything it's amazing. That's nice. That's nice. Happy birthday to your grandson. What's his first name? Uh, Riley. Right. You said Riley. Riley. Yes. Well, send send our belated birthday wishes to Riley. Thank you very much. And so they at the uh, ball game. They you said the ball game. They put they put their names up. Yeah, they put his name. They put their their names up and. Um, they let the kids throw out the first pitch, too, and everything. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Glad to they're hear that. Minor, Go ahead, Rob. They're the minor league team of the Yankees. Wow. And where, where do they play at? Up in um, Waffinger Falls, up in Dutchess County. Ah, okay, okay. Well, thank you for that, Rob, and I hope you enjoyed the I'm, – I'm sure you were at the ballpark. I'm, I hope you enjoyed it. Did you? We're on right now from work. Well – Drive, I took off last night, yeah. Drive carefully, and I'm glad to hear that your grandson had a good time. Let's go from Yorktown to Montreal. Let's say good morning to Ernie. Ernie, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here I am. Think about how different New York would be if on the first day of his presidency, President Biden had not implemented the change in immigration policy that he put forth on that very first day. Fair point, fair point. Or how about what he said at the debate uh, against Mr. Trump as it related to the southern border, which sent the clear signal of what was to come? And I'm surprised that the mayor has never even looked in that direction and said that's the principal cause of my agony today. That's well, what he New has. York is suffering he, from. He has. But understand, Ernie, that if he goes after Biden too much, Democrat to Democrat, it, it's career suicide. So his hands are— oh, I understand that. Okay, but that but that's not solving New York's problem. His career is 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 is, uh, is one thing, but New York is is a wonderful city. I used to come to New York every year for ten years running. I used to spend autumn in New York from the middle of September to the middle of October. I used to rent an apartment at the Bristol Plaza up on Third Avenue and Sixty Fifth around there. It was a wonderful place to be after Giuliani and Bloomberg had uh, made it very, very livable. It was wonderful. That's why I feel so, so sorry that the New York that I enjoyed so much is being uh, hollowed out and destroyed by the federal policy, specifically Mr. Biden's policy. Well, I hear you, Ernie, and I, I think that um, that a lot of us uh, feel the same way. Ernie, before I let you go, I'm about to go to Jennifer in Boston, but before I let you go, mm-hmm. Are you in Montreal right now? I live in Montreal, but okay. I listen to WABC almost around the clock. Fantastic. How is it's New York City portrayed media-wise in Montreal? Unfortunately, um, you know, most people, at least the people I associate with of my generation, are oblivious to what's going on. They don't realize that the world is uh, really changing very rapidly around them. And uh, they're going to have a rude awakening, but uh, most people are not paying attention. It's, it's, um, it reminds me of a documentary I once saw about uh, Vienna uh, in early uh, 
1914 and to show the carriages and the finery, the people sitting beside the Danube, etc. Little did they know that a few months later, one shot and suddenly the whole world collapsed around them. That's what I feel we are now. Wow. Well, Ernie, thank you for the call from Montreal this morning. Let's go to a blast from the past here. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you? Hello, my friend. It's so good to hear your voice, Dominic. I, I do listen to you on the podcast whenever I can. Life's just been a, a difficult series of events the past few months. So um, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, thanks, dear. Thanks. We, we've, um, we've wondered where you've been, and we've hoped uh, that you were okay. Yeah, I'm here. Thank you for caring, and uh, thank you for being there, Dominic. Um, a voice of reason in, in the dark, I'll tell you. Um, a couple of quick bullet points. First of all, on September 11th, I just want to say um, people should familiarize themselves if they're not already, already aware how many people on the terror watch list are crossing our border. Those are the ones we're encountering. Um, somehow Alejandro Mayorkas could not tell us where they currently are once they've been encountered, if they've been released into the homeland, et cetera. He seemed to have no idea at the uh, Homeland Security <laughs> Committee meeting uh, where those people are. So isn't that reassuring on September 11th to think of that? Because how many did it take? How many of them was it that day uh, to, to take down the towers and the Pentagon, et cetera, in, in the field in Pennsylvania? What a horrific, horrific thing we're allowing to happen as a society because it's the lack of outrage and the lack of speaking up to our representatives that's allowing this to happen. Uh, if they thought that they were going to pay politically and financially um, as a result, uh, our representatives wouldn't do this. But we're allowing it, and it, it tears my heart. A uh, couple of real quick things, Dominic. The, um, the convict on the loose down in Pennsylvania they keep calling him a Pennsylvania man. He's an illegal immigrant from Brazil who's wanted for murder in Brazil. And then he came here and killed his girlfriend here in Pennsylvania. So, again, with the media and the uh, liberal bias, he is an illegal immigrant that is terrorizing that community. And um, God knows how many like him. After all, Homeland Security themselves and the State Department had sent on a memo about, oh, I don't know, a year and a half ago saying that uh, El Salvador was releasing prisoners directly to go to the southern border and come up to us. So, and that's from the government itself stating that. And they were telling Border Patrol to be on alert, like somehow they were going to distinguish them in the crowd. Hey, <laughs> the masses Jennifer, l- let me ask a question, and if you don't feel like talking yeah. about it, it's okay. Uh, you, um, you sound like, like, like you're short of breath, but your voice is not the same. Are, are you okay? Me, meaning it, it doesn't sound as strong as your voice normally sounded. Oh, it's funny you said that, Dominic. You'll understand. Um, I lost my uh, 14-year-old dog a week ago tonight. and um, I'm well, sorry to hear that. Oh, thanks. I thought of you, actually, because you're so strong. You went to work that night. Yeah, I'm still on um, very No, shaky. no, Jennifer, I'm I'm not oh. strong. Not not when it comes to my dog. I, I miss oh, my yeah. dog every day. So I'm, I'm not I'm not strong. Yeah, you had your Dolce and uh, I had my guy and um, I just miss him desperately. But thank you. Thank you. And um, I'm just shaken up, too, because it's uh, I'm very upset for my country, Dominic. You know, I look at the veterans. When was the last time that we opened up police stations in cities like Chicago where they have immigrants sleeping in the police stations and the airport? Why are we not inviting the homeless homeless veterans in there? They've never been invited in. They've never been given hotel rooms. 
it just it's disgusting it, what has happened to us this is what happens i think when we've had too much too good for too long and so few of us are making the real sacrifices and um i think we're going to pay a very very heavy price and i think it's going to be sooner than later and it, it hurts my heart to say that but i firmly believe that's true well and, um there's sorry to be such a uh, a grim you know um, you know, it, it's just sad, Dominic. It's the reality. No one can say this isn't true. What's happening? It's right before our eyes. And they were they were assaulting police officers, and they're fighting with people out in Chicago. They're doing it in New York. You know, entitled. They're they're drinking, having sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just being totally immoral, like you know, with their behavior. Why should anyone want that? But somehow, you know, the masses are still willing to put up with it, um, and so it's going to continue. Until enough people raise enough hell and we put a stop to it. But I, I don't think the American people, I think they're far too apathetic. Well, so, we'll, we'll, we'll see, Jennifer. I, I, I thank you for your call. I'm glad that you're okay because we had wondered what had happened to you. And I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your, your dog. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully better times are ahead uh, for you on a personal level, for you on a personal level and, and for the country. Thank you exactly. for the call, Jennifer. So nice hearing from you from in, in Boston. I'm going to take one more call before I take a break. We see all your calls, uh, Wallkill, Highlands, Rockland, Queens, Kentucky, Forest Hills, New Jersey. Uh, I, the call. Okay, here, let's go to Linda. Linda in New Jersey. Good morning, Linda. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you. I hope I could carry out this call. I'm having an unexpected flight anxiety attack because 9-11 is tomorrow. I almost lost my husband in the first basement bombing. He came home six hours late from the World Trade Center covered in thick black oil and soot. Unrecognizable. And I lost my friend Richard Gabriel on the plane. I lost another friend John in the building, in the first uh, building collapse. And it was because of four Saudi um, Arabian foreigners, and now we have an open border, and everybody's rushing in, and they're unvetted, and it's we don't know. We just don't know if this if anything's going to happen. These are military age men. We have millions pouring in here, and Biden is feckless, and. I'm having an anxiety attack, and I, I didn't—I didn't even expect it. I didn't even expect that to happen because this is the first time I've had one since like nine eleven. Well, Linda, I, I want you to calm down, please. We we don't want you to have an anxiety attack. Uh, we want you to take it easy. I mean, I'm I'm not a uh, a doctor or a psychologist, but maybe get a cup of tea or. Uh, you know, yeah. just 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 relax and take it easy. I can handle it. I can handle it. But the thing is. Our president is not handling it. That's why I'm having the anxiety attack, because he's not handling it. And anything like this could so easily happen again. And he won't let the Border uh, Patrol do their job. He won't let uh, uh, Governor Abbott do his job. He won't even let the buoys uh, be in the water. He's suing anybody that tries to protect our border. We don't have a uh, a militia. We don't have any. We, we have Kurdish Lewa. I mean, thank God for him that at least he's out there saying something and trying to do something. Where are the men? Where are the men? 
I I hear you, Linda. Uh, again, my priority as of right now is I, I just don't want you to have an anxiety attack. So please just take it easy. You know, maybe count the 10 and count your blessings. We all have blessings. Um, yes, even, I'm glad I got my husband home. I'm glad, I I'm glad you got your husband home as well. Yeah. Linda, yeah. I, I thank you for the call and, and just try and hang in there because today will be a solemn day of looking back to what happened. Uh, 22 years ago. So please take it easy, okay? Linda? Not. Linda? Mm-hmm. What did you say? I'm sorry. Please do not elect Biden. Well, Linda, thank you. For the you. viewers. <laughs> for the <laughs> listeners, please. <laughs> I, I, Linda, thank you. Thank you for your telephone call. Folks, it is time for a break. Dominic Carter here with you. Coming up, we'll have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter standing by at 1 a.m. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Also, more of your telephone calls, Brooklyn, Wallkill, Highlands, Rockland, Queens, Kentucky, and Forest Hills. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Even as crime remains higher than before COVID, NYPD overtime to be cut to help pay for, guess what? The migrant crisis. Overtime for NYPD cops will be cut to pay for the migrant crisis. And uh, the mayor, his budget director, has told the city's four uniform agencies, police, fire, sanitation, and corrections to come up with plans to slash their overtime cost. The mayor also announced on Saturday that there will be cuts as high as 15% to all city agencies by next spring, including the NYPD and the health department, in response to the costly migrant crisis. And this administration has no one to blame but themselves for getting us into this situation. I'm going to go to Loretta in Brooklyn, then Rebecca in Yonkers. Good morning, Loretta. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Now I know why the ratings went up. You care about people. You love people. Well, thank you. That's I do. I do. I, I don't, I got to be honest with you, Loretta. I have zero tolerance when people put stupid stuff on social media and they think that they have a right to just say whatever they want to say. But I, but I do care about people. Thank you. I, I know that. It shows. Um, uh, I want to say something to Jennifer, if I could, on the loss of her dog. Um, and, and then I want to say something about your cat, okay? Okay, but it's got to be quick, Loretta. I have a All full right. bank of calls. Go ahead. Jennifer, hold on to this. God said, I need somebody to pull sleds and find bombs, yet gentle enough to love babies and lead the blind, somebody who will spend all day on a couch with a resting head and supportive eyes to lift the spirits of a broken heart. So God made a dog. And Jennifer, dog spelled backwards is God. Uh, Dominic, your cat has a hairball problem, right? Yes. But it's got to be there, quick, Loretta. Go ahead. There's, some, there's something in a tube for the aid in the elimination of hairballs. It's called Petromalt, and there's another brand called Femalt. You put a little dab on the cat's nose. They lick it off, I think, twice a week, 
and it solves the problem. Mm. And so what's, what's the name of it again? Petromalt. It's Petromalt. in a four-ounce four tube, and Femalt might be in a little smaller tube. It might be a little more money. I used to get it in the pet shop, but um, and I've had dozens of cats over the years. They need this for their digestive system because of the collected hairballs. Mm. Uh, you know, okay. like we have to eliminate, they have to eliminate. Right, right. So that solves it. Okay, Loretta, thank you for the call. I appreciate your kind words. I'm moving quickly because uh, we only have about uh, eight minutes left. Rebecca in Yonkers. Good morning, Rebecca. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning. I'm just afraid we'll wind up having martial law uh, with all the chaos, um, failure of um, holding migrants um, responsible for assaulting police. Uh, everything's just getting out of control. And if we have martial law, which is maybe possible at this point, um, the president who is in will probably remain in. Mm. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, I, I, I don't know, Rebecca. You know, I've, I've heard people theorize to a number of uh, possibilities of the current occupant of the White House remaining in office. Most of them have been COVID-related. So I, I, I don't I don't have a uh, crystal ball in front of me. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, we, we'll see, Rebecca. I mean, but but as far as police not being allowed to do their job, it, it is it is disgusting. And in particular with this migrant stuff. So we're going to lose our police officers, the overtime for migrants. I mean, does that make sense to you? Oh, it's absolutely absurd. Also, and when the migrants assault police, uh, they're they're immune from prosecution. It's insane. It sure does seem that way. Rebecca, thank you for the call. Pete in Wallkill. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Yes, Dominic. I want to acknowledge 9-11. And I also want to say you're a consummate uh, professional. Well, thank you. Um, I'm going to segue into what was just brought up. Um, a, lot, a lot of... Uh, 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 talk is about um, the depletion of resources and uh, um, uh, migrants on the streets. But uh, I have a law enforcement uh, friend that told me one of the biggest problems is that the vetting process is so loose and lax that you can have a picture of somebody blown up, uh, a, a picture of them clear as day, and it ends there. There's no connected dots. They can't find them unless they run into them again. You can't find these people. So they're actually uh, anonymous, anonymously uh, running under the radar. Uh, for instance, if if a, n- a normal American could do something and, and they, could, they could trace them on their license or something like that, there's no recourse here. And, and that's a scary prospect to me to think that you could just – float around and they can't even really identify you even with a picture. That's scary for all of us, Pete, you know, to even, to even think about the possibility. It it basically, thank you for the call. It says that they don't want to identify you. In a moment, I'm going to bring in uh, Frank, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, but let me go to Ed in Westchester first. Good morning, Ed. What's on your mind? 
Hi, Dominic. I was going to say real quick that I was just speaking to a New York City ESL teacher tonight. Uh, English is a second mm. language. Okay. He was telling me that his class size has essentially doubled and that the problem is that the wow. immigrant kids that are coming in don't have the same ability to learn the English language as the existing kids and that the existing kids are all suffering now because of that. And he said that they really do need to separate the kids into a different class and that in his opinion, it amazed me that he said that they have no plan, that New York City teachers, have, they have no plan for this at all. And, so and, 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 and Ed, it's not the teachers. It's, it's the leadership. It, it's coming right. from the top down. I and mean, he was frustrated. Yeah, oh. he was very frustrated at that. It was very surprising to me to hear that. And so his class size has doubled. Yep, it's doubled. And unfortunately, he said, and, and go figure, you would figure English is a second language. You'd have the same ability to learn, but he said, no, the kids from this area have much higher ability to learn language than the immigrant kids, and that the immigrant kids are holding back the kids that are from this area. Well, thank you for that update, Ed. And and as you hear information, please uh, share it with us. Wow. I, mean, I will. And, re- and real quick, thanks for the hairball tip. My cat's got hairballs, and I just looked up that Petromol. So wow. And I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the call, Ed. Frank Marano, the, we're going to go back to your calls in just a, a moment. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to Hello, you, sir. Hello, Dominic. How was your weekend? It was great. Uh, too short, but, uh, you know, uh, could have done with a little less rain. But on the whole, it was, it was fine. It was a lot of fun. What do you have coming up this morning? All right, very excited. In about uh, a half hour, we're going to talk with Big Bad Bill O'Reilly. He always has a lot to say. We're going to talk about a a wide variety of issues in the news, including what the proper way is to remember September 11th from a media perspective. And obviously, like you, he was on the air uh, night and day in the days and weeks after September 11th. So he's got sort of a unique perspective. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, so we, we there's some new evidence about the Kennedy assassination, which I think is just explosive. I'm going to tell people what it is. And uh, there's one private business that is doing away with Christmas Eve to celebrate a new holiday. I'll tell people what that is as well. It's going to be really interesting. All coming up in just minutes on the other side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Let's uh Let's take some calls together, as many as we can. Jeff in Forest Hills, good morning. Jeff, what's on your mind? You're talking to hey, Frank and Dominic. Guys, how are you? Yeah, I just wanted to, what Larry was saying, you know, he was a little off, but he wasn't wrong. If you look at where they're strategically placing all these migrants, they're putting them in schools, they kicked the veterans out of the hotel. They That's the only place they could have found. They had to kick those veterans out. They stick them next to the schools. They stick them in the gymnasiums. And you know what? If it isn't, if they're not up to no good, then it's a real lack of incompetence. And then it just shows how bad of a mayor this man is with his decisions. Because if you ask me, the man is not wrong. That poor guy that called in with the doctor next door, you know, those people's houses are going to drop in value. I hope nobody's refining because you miss a few payments. It's not like a lot of people walk around with cash. They tank the economy. Businesses are moving out. Now who wants to come in with all these migrants? And now the cops are getting kicked back 5%, 10% now? No, 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 no. I'm not going to want to pay a lot of money for a house. There's something going on. I I, I hear you, Jeff. Frank, what do you think? I I mean, he said a lot there to comment on in 20 seconds. I mean, I think inflation and the economy are both a real bad problem. And uh, I think it's uh, we're not even talking about the debt bomb that we're all dealing with. 
Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight coming right up, coming up right after news headlines.